This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. They have everything from Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans. They've got everything you want. I have the Saucy, which is a terrific saucepan. It has curved sides. It has a pouring spout. It has a lid. And it looks so elegant. It's really a pleasure just to look at it on the counter, even before we're using it. Yes, I love all the colors. Yeah. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code HAPPIER. That's greatjones.com, promo code HAPPIER. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we discuss science, wisdom of the ages, lessons from pop culture, and our own experiences about how to be happier. This week we'll talk about why we all need room of our own and how an incomplete upgrade can be a big drag on happiness. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, the Sage. And I call her the Sage because she has so many wise thoughts about happiness. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And Gretch, if I have uh, wise thoughts on happiness, it's because I've learned from the best. That would be you, (laughs) the happiness expert in my life. Uh. Um, Okay, enough complimenting each other. Um, (laughs) You know, Gretchen, episode 64, we um, introduced a new segment um, about happiness hacks, where we talked about your stellar um, new toilet paper holder. Yeah. And since then, we have been getting um, ideas from people about their happiness hacks. Yes. And it's so much fun. Um, I love the happiness hack because th- these are such practical ideas for like how to make concrete changes. And here's a great uh, tip that comes from Jan. Her happiness hack is, um, she says, I'm an upholder and I generally run pretty high on the anxiety scale in the course of everyday life. I used to think everyone felt like this. I use different ringtones to manage my overreaction to sounds fascinating. Wow. For example, I use an I use an uplifting, exciting, energetic tone for my reminders and it makes me feel like I've got something fun to do, even if it's something like buy garbage bags. <laughs> <laughs> and I use a soothing ringtone for business calls on my work phone. That way I don't feel like I have to leap to the phone. It removes the feeling of urgency for me. Other notifications are set to appropriate ringtones to match the attitude with which I want to approach the call, message, or task. It's a simple mind trick that I'm playing on myself, but it works. 
And I love this because I think it really is true. It's like I, I use crickets as my alarm in the morning because I feel like that's mm. a very gentle sound to wake up. I think th- that's a good hack. Like think about how these sounds are kind of triggering an emotion in you and um, pick the ones that match the way you wish you felt, not necessarily, you know, causing you to jump 10 feet out of your, ch- your chair every time something beeps from your phone. Yeah, that is a great idea. I remember when we first moved to L.A., Sarah was an assistant to an actress and um, she had a beeper. And to this day, of course, now there you don't hear the sound of a beeper. But up until they sort of became obsolete, every time Sarah heard a beeper, she was like her heart <laughs> would race, you know, and her, her blood would be pounding in fear. So, um, uh, you know. Uh, sounds really have a big impact. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So that's a great happiness hack uh, from Jan. And then Katie has a great happiness hack. Um, She said, uh, I was looking for a way to give a photo gift to my husband. I found them on Shutterfly, uh, photo placemats. They are exactly what they sound like, a placemat that you make perfectly personal by simply uploading your favorite pictures into the template of your choice. I got one for my husband last Father's Day. And I can honestly say that this placemat brought my entire family such happiness all year. I chose the collage option and used tons of pictures that I had never done anything with. We have two little boys, aged six and four years, and when we sit together at the table, we are all constantly talking about the pictures. The memories and stories come flooding back for all of us. The beauty of this gift is that it is so practical. We use it every day, and it's such an easy way to have tons of pictures on display to keep our memories alive, and it is for under $20. And I was making the placement. There was an ease that came from creating it. I'm a questioner and can literally spend hours trying to decide what pictures to use for a project. Yet with this, I had the mindset of, well, it's just a placemat. And I was able to feel less stress about putting it together. Brilliant. Great idea. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So she did it on Shutterfly. I'm sure there's a million places that would let you do this. But um, my daughter's preschool did this, made made placemats for all the children. Like You use them all the time. They're super practical. They're cheap. And it is. It's like you can have so many pictures right in front of you. It's so fun to put all those pictures to good use. Yeah, I think I mentioned Jack's kindergarten did placemats like this with every all the parents pictures with the child you know, name next to them. So you could start learning who's who, which was great. Yeah. So this is a happiness hack that you could sort of take in a lot of directions. And uh, so thank you for that. That is fantastic, Katie. And um, keep them coming because we love the happiness hacks. We will be back with more happiness hacks. Yes. And Elizabeth, this week, our try this at home tip is to have room of your own. Now, Virginia Woolf famously argued that a writer needs a room of one's own. You know, she has a book called A Room of One's Own. Yes. And if you share space with other people, as many of us do, I think it really is a big happiness booster if you have an area that belongs just to you. Now, it might not be a whole room of one's own. You might not get a whole room to yourself. Right. But you could get an area. Right. <laughs> you know, some very big or small, but an area that's yours. And I think it's not enough to say like, oh, well, you know, I'm married and I live in a house with my five kids. Like the whole house is mine. It's it's really not. It's not room of your own if it's the house that you share with your whole family. Yeah. And it's like it needs to be a space that's, I think, just yours and that other people sort of 
tacitly aren't allowed to use so that you <laughs> have the idea that if you put something there, it stays there and that people aren't going to be sort of going through your things. It's sort of like a woman's purse is sacred. Yes. You know, you know how when you're a child, like you cannot go through your mom's purse. That's like, oh, my God. To this day, I, I will not go into mom's purse unless she like explicitly directs me like, please reach into my purse and pull out my sunglasses because I'm like, I, I can't go in there. No. Uh, yeah. That is just taboo. <laughs> uh, but so like you have your purse, you need your space and, and everybody in the household needs space where they can have their stuff that doesn't get messed with, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think you have an expectation of privacy that like other people aren't just rifling through it. That like you say, you can put things there and they stay there that other people don't move it or like organize it. Like, oh, I'm going to clean this area, you know, Um and that people can't take the things without your permission. Like I have a special drawer, which is um, like I where it's like my special drawer and I have like letters and things. And there's a lot of useful stuff in there like tape and a stapler. And and it's like you can use my tape, but it like it has to go back there immediately. You can't like take my tape mm. dispenser and take it to your room because that like that's mine. And I will graciously <laughs> allow you to borrow those things. Right. Um, but you can't just take it away. Because that's in my my that's room of mine. Yes. Now do you have do you now I have an office and I have my special drawer. I would say those are that's room of mine. How about you, Elizabeth? Do you have room of your own? I have half. I'd say room of my own, which is um, it is room of my own. It's just not a room of my own. Um, Adam and I share an office, and we have built-in desks, sort of his and her desks. So he's got his half of the room, and I have my half. Um, the funny thing is I never write at that desk. I, um, I, but I use that space to kind of store things. Um, and also <laughs> Adam uses that space. Like, let's say I get a book in the mail he'll put the book like on that desk, you know, um, or my backpacks floating around. He'll put the backpack on my desk chair. You know, it's like the repository for all things Liz. And I think that's actually very helpful. Like, you know, one of the things that's a big happiness stumbling block is clutter. And one of the reasons there's clutter is because you don't know where things go. Like, you're like, oh, like Jamie has this form that's been sitting out on this coffee table for three days. And I said, can I throw that away? And he says, no, I need it. I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to have it out because like, why is it sitting there? So I take it, he has a desk that like you, he never uses, but it's like, mm -hmm. if I find something that's his and I don't know what to do with it, I put it there and then it's like, it's entered into his, his zone his of responsibility. Yeah. His sphere of responsibility. I no longer have to monitor it because it is in his zone. And I'm like, if you're looking for it, if I put it anywhere, I would have put it in your zone. And if it's not in your zone, I don't know where it is because that's where I would have put it. So it's nice to just like have a place that things go. Yeah, that are sort of almost miscellaneous, but yes. <laughs> but not because they all belong to that person. Yeah. And I think you need a place where you can put your things that you're you're kind of processing or, or working through because you know, a lot of times you have a project or like you have to fill out paperwork or something. You can't, you don't do it all in one sitting and if you don't mm -hmm. have a place to go. Like I was talking to this guy one time 
And, you know, I'm constantly asking people about their happiness and their habits and everything. And and he was saying, like, well, he was complaining because he said that his wife, like, she'd be paying bills or doing crafts projects or whatever. And she always would leave her mess out on the kitchen table. And it drove him crazy. And I was like, well, but where would it go otherwise? And he was like, I don't know what you mean. I was like, well, does she have a place? Like, could she move it somewhere where it would be hers to like while it was still in progress and he was like well I don't know what you mean I'm like and that's what I mean you need room of your own you need like a desk or a drawer or a shelf or a table or you know something where that stuff would go so it's not out on the kitchen table but it's not it's not completed yet it can't really be put away because it's still being processed Um, so I think that's where room of one's own also can be helpful because then like things are more orderly without having to be absolutely put away. Yes, because sometimes things just need to be out and 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 as you said like in process. Yeah. Yeah. But not in a way that drives everybody crazy. Yeah, I'm always struck by the fact that you know mom never had her own bedroom her whole life. Interesting. She yeah. shared a room with her sister, then she shared a room with a roommate, then she got married. So, um, I don't know, just an interesting fact about mom. That is interesting. Yeah. So, Grace, we've all heard about man caves, um, but in the spirit of everyone needing room of their own, there's also now she sheds, I've heard about, <laughs> where women have said, well, if a man's going to have a man cave, I'm going to have my she shed. Yeah. Well, see, and I don't think it's about what men need or what women need or what adults need and what little kids need. I think everybody needs room of their own. Everybody needs like some little area in their space if they if they share the space with other people where they're like, this is my, you know, Barnaby has his crate and he like he's going in and out of there all day long. He like right. puts stuff in there, takes stuff out and like nobody goes into his crate. You know? And I, I so I think it's just kind of like. Even if it's just, if it's just a drawer or a shelf, um, you want to have a uh, room of your own. So let us know if you have room of your own and, you know, what it is. Maybe it's something um, that you wouldn't immediately think of. If you have a she shed or a man cave, send a picture of your she shed or your man cave. Absolutely. I want to see photos of she sheds. <laughs> Yeah, get in touch on Twitter, Facebook, email us at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to uh, my website and there will be a post that's dedicated to this episode. That's HappierCast.com slash 72. Um, for, uh, I will have a picture of my special drawer or my, maybe my office. And Elizabeth, you've got to send me a picture of your, 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 your room, your, your half of your room. Um, I will. Excellent. All I want is a room somewhere Far away from the cold night air With one enormous chair Oh, wouldn't it be lovely Lots of chocolate for me to eat Lots of coal making lots of eat Warm face, warm hands, warm feet. Oh, wouldn't it be lovely? When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team 
And hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So Elizabeth, time for a happiness stumbling block. And this is a stumbling block that truly makes me crazy. And that is the incomplete upgrade. Ah, and what, what does that mean exactly? So the incomplete upgrade is when something in your life is going to be upgraded, but it is only partially upgraded. And this is something that in my life often takes the form of Jamie, who is much more tech savvy than I am, kind of deciding that we need to up our game in some way and kind of upping it 80% and not kind of completing the 20%. So it's sort of hanging out there in limbo. Or another form that it takes is, like, he's upgraded, but, like, I don't really understand, like, how to use the TV set anymore because we have this new remote control system that is allegedly better, except that I can't figure out how to use it. And so, like, and, and like, he doesn't want to be—he's a questioner. He doesn't like to answer questions. So he doesn't want to be bothered to, like, train me on it, and I don't want to be bothered to figure it out. And so, in a way, my standard of living drops. That I have the same thing with the television remote. Like, I'm like, why in 1995 <laughs> could I watch anything I wanted to watch, and now— it's like if I want to watch a DVD, it has to be like on my tiny computer, you know, in my lap. Yeah, because it's like, it, it's it, you know, and when people come to your house, it's like, I mean, I'm like, do you want me to just leave the TV set on 24 hours? Because like, to, like to teach you how to turn it on and turn it off, you know, again, it's just like, I think we should just leave the TV set on. Like, in, in, I do that when I'm staying in the house. <laughs> leave it on. So do you experience the, the, the incomplete upgrade in your life? Uh, well, a, apart from remote control? Um, I have definitely experienced this with Adam. Not, um, I have to say years ago, you know, so I was mentioning earlier that Adam and I have his and her desks in our office. And apparently my computer was emanating some sort of noise that was bothering Adam. I didn't even notice it. Um, but it was driving him crazy. So he took it upon himself to change out my computer in some way that I, I didn't even quite understand. Like I, I thought it was just the monitor, but I, I think, but he ended up changing the whole computer. Anyway, as a result, I didn't have final draft and word on the computer, on my new computer. What, what is that? Oh, well, Final Draft is what we use, the program we use to write scripts. Mm. It's called Final Draft, and it formats scripts for you. It's essential to you know, being a TV writer. Mm. Um, and then Word is like what you write other documents in. Mm -hmm. And I need them both. Um, and it was sort of like I was expected to install them, but I'm just so 
such an idiot with that stuff that I was like, wait, how do I install this? And I just didn't. And like months went by and I never have used that to write on again, that computer. Now I have to say eventually Adam, I think installed them, but by then I was out of the habit of working there. And so I went back to what I'd used to do, which is write in bed. Ah. Um, you know, but for months or years, I had been writing at that computer and then that was just gone. So that to me is an example. Now he was happy because the buzzing was gone. Um, but that to me, I must say to throw him under the bus is an example of an incomplete upgrade where like I got the new computer, but not the things I needed to right. make it work for me. Well, and I think this is, this is where I would say that if you are a non-techie person, the techie person who – because the techie people are the ones who usually uh, go for the upgrade. And and they make our lives better in that way and that they are trying to upgrade. And over time, it's better. But I think as a techie person, you just have to accept that part of an upgrade is that you have to bring the non-techie person with you because it's very – like I get scared when my computer updates automatically. Like it always oh, is yeah. trying to say like, oh, update, update. And I'm like, no, it, it, this doesn't work for me right now. And then it updates automatically and I come to my computer in the morning and like everything looks different and I totally freak out, you know. And so um, – if you're not that technically savvy, these upgrades can be uh, alarming, you know, or like because you don't know how to make things work easily. It's not intuitive. Um, like my daughter, Eliza, she's 17 years old. She could do anything. Like she doesn't even know. Like she's like, I'm like, how do you? How did you do that? She can't even articulate how she figured out the answer to some problem because she's just so far ahead of me in terms of understanding yeah. te- technical stuff. Um, but it's a big, it's a big, it's a, it's a worrisome thing if, uh, if you feel like there's incomplete upgrades around you. Yeah. You know, and it's not just like tech stuff. Like I, we did our, we did our kitchen several years ago and, um, you know, it remained kind of incomplete for years. (laughs) Certain panels were missing that we needed, (laughs) like the lights under the cabinets never quite got done. And it's kind of just been driving us just like a little bit crazy for you know <laughs> three years. Now that we're doing this other stuff to our house, we're actually finally completing our kitchen upgrade um, now, you know, because we kind of have someone to say, oh, hey, can you help us figure out how to get these lights under the cabinets? <laughs> um, so I'm happy to announce that we are yeah. going to be completing that upgrade, you know, three years later, uh, shortly. <laughs> Well, so maybe it's something to think about. It's like if you're doing some kind of upgrade in your life, like how do I make sure that I complete I complete the upgrade, that I don't have these like bits and bobs left over that um, – because you're right. It's not just a tech thing. It comes up in a lot of things where you sort of get most of the way through it but not all the way through it. And I think another thing is like you can't you can't make too much progress too quickly. Like there was that show many years ago called Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. And one of the things I thought was interesting about the show is they like they took these guys and they moved them so far forward in like fashion and decor. I'm like it's never going to stick because these guys you can't upgrade someone to that degree that fast. You can't do that overnight. Like you would need to bring somebody along and like help them go step by step because if an upgrade is too abrupt or, or too far outside your comfort zone, it just stays incomplete because you you just kind of can't live up to it. Yeah, it's true. You have you have to know what you're capable of. I would say I was proud of mom because when she got her iPhone, 
She signed up for classes at Apple and she went and she learned how to use her iPhone. And I thought this, that was awesome because she could have just used it just to make calls, you know, for 10 years. But she took it upon herself to complete that upgrade. Yes, that's an excellent example. Yes. And I was I, I too was impressed by that. Yeah, because upgrades are satisfying. Upgrades, like that feeling of progress, it's that atmosphere of growth that's very, that really does boost happiness. An upgrade is a wonderful way to give yourself a boost of energy and cheer. But an incomplete upgrade um, can be very demoralizing. Yeah. So, Gretchen, with this, our house upgrade, we're going to complete it. That's my, that's my <laughs> vow to the universe. Complete yes. our upgrade. Complete your upgrade. Excellent. Gretchen, it's time for a listener question. And I want to remind everybody that they can reach us um, and leave a voicemail at 774-277-9336 or easier to remember, 77-HAPPY-336. This week's caller is Missy. Hi, Gretchen. Hi, Elizabeth. I'm a big fan. My name is Missy and I live just outside New York in the lovely Hoboken, New Jersey. I have a question for you. I'm going to move in with my boyfriend sometime in the next few months. Since I've been living alone the last few years in an effort to keep myself off the couch and not consume mindless media, I never bought a television. I grew up without one, so it isn't much of an issue for me. But my boyfriend owns a big screen and comes home every day to ESPN. I know from better than before, this is a big opportunity to define or redefine my habits. How can I avoid the default setting of the couch? Looking forward to your suggestions. Thanks. Well, Gretch, this is an interesting question because it's almost like Missy might be starting a bad habit of sitting on the couch. Um, it's almost like instead of trying to sort of create a great new habit, she needs to keep herself from developing a bad habit. Absolutely. And I think she's so wise to realize that she is – Entering into a zone where that could very easily happen because a lot of times with habits, they kind of form around us without us realizing it. And so just being mindful of the fact that this is something that is looming is, is really, really constructive. So what she's talking about is um, the strategy of the clean slate, which is that when you go through a major transition and things change, especially moving um, – new habits can rush in and form. And she's also mentioning the strategy of convenience, which is when things are very convenient to do, we're much more likely to do them. So she made it very inconvenient to watch television by not having a TV. That's a really smart way to keep yourself from watching TV. Um, and now she's going to be living with her boyfriend and being exposed to a television. Um, so here was a couple of things I would say to Missy. First of all, don't don't worry about solving a problem you don't have. If your boyfriend is watching ESPN, are you going to be watching ESPN? Like, is that something that is going to be an issue for you? Are you going to come home and sit on the couch and watch ESPN? Because if you're not, then maybe you don't need to worry about this so much because it's not something that attracts you. So you might just say to yourself, I'm never going to turn the channel of the television set. I'm never going to start watching it. Like, if he's got it on, that's fine, but I'm not going to watch it. So in which case, it's sort of not not such a big issue. On the other hand, maybe she loves watching sports and this is going to be a big issue. Um, and that is tougher because then you have the issue of one person's habit and another person's habit being in conflict. And this is like when a person who's an abstainer doesn't want to eat any dessert and the person who's a moderator wants to keep dessert around so that they can have a little bit. And it's like, OK, how do you how do you find the common ground? 
Um, and so one thing she could do is she could say um, she's never going to go into that room. Uh, but that's that might be hard. Um, another thing is she could, you know, just make the rule for herself. I'm just never going to watch that TV. Um and sort of try to be an abstainer about it and just like never, never do it once and kind of try to keep that chain going. Um, she might talk to him and see if he is happy with that habit. Maybe he would like to use the clean slate as a way to get away from watching the TV um, because he might be somebody who's thinking like, man, I spend so much time watching television. Maybe we should like instead of having a big TV uh, in a prominent place, maybe we should only watch ESPN on this little television that's in some kind of less convenient, less attractive part of our our house. Um, so to talk to him about it, because maybe he would welcome the opportunity to change the habit. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I don't know. This could be tough because it depends on how important it is to him, because it could be the kind of thing where ESPN is on all the time and it's hard for him to give it up. It's like a comforting background noise for him, you know, that he sort of maybe doesn't even notice. It's just something that, that he finds uh, soothing. Um, because the other thing you don't want to do is get into a situation where, well, he's going to sit down and watch ESPN for two hours and you're in the other room doing something else. And it's almost like you're living two separate lives. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, so I would say if he's doing that, you could also sit next to him on the couch and read. Like, I know I can tune out anything about sports. It doesn't even enter my brain. Um, because, you know, I do think that if, if he has had this habit for a long time, it could be hard for him to change. Yes. And he may not want to change. As you said, yeah. he may want to, but he also may not want to. He may not want to. I mean, I think the, really, I think this is a, is a, is a perplexing issue because it could be that one person, some people just like to have the TV on all the time, like you say on the background and like they just like that. And then other people don't want it on. Um, and so I think the, at the very least, really sit down and have a, try to have a very non confrontational. And it's not like I'm right and you're wrong or it's better not to watch TV than to watch TV or, you know, um, that one person has to win and another person has to lose, but just sort of like, what do we want from our home experience? What do we want our habits to be? What makes us happy and feel comfortable? And given what we both are bringing to it, um, what is it? Now, it might also be for Missy. I, Missy, maybe you're not that interested in TV. I mean, you might think of it as being this big, attractive thing, but like, I'm, I do not find TV that compelling. Um, and you sort of sound like a person, you grew up without a TV and you don't have a TV. Um, so maybe you're not that interested in TV. On the other hand, maybe you don't have a TV because you're like, oh, my gosh, if I had a TV, I'd watch it eight hours a day, which is like a friend of mine. He's, he, he can't have TV because he's like, I, I, I can't have any TV. Um, so I think just sitting down with your boyfriend and talking about it in a, in a kind of like at a restaurant, you know, not like right, in your right. home where, you, you know, just like yeah. try to find a neutral zone and really talk through it. Yeah, it's funny. My uh, friend of mine, he and his wife got a TV for the first time, like a huge TV. And he said they stayed up to like five in the morning watching it um, <laughs> the first night. And then I think like they never turned it on again because they're just not TV people. Right. Ultimately. But there really are. T there are TV people and non-TV people, too. I am know? a TV person. You are. You are. I mean, and that's... I want to have the Today Show on in the morning. I want to have CNN on, if I could, all night long. Um, I like the TV being on. I find it 
just to be the nice background for life. Unless I have people over. I hate having the TV on when there's company. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a very thought-provoking question. Um, so, Missy, good luck. Um, because it's, it's an, it's, I think it's a thing a lot of people face, this conflict over like when and where and how much TV to watch. Yeah. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. All right, Gretchen, it's time for demerits and gold stars. And you're up this week with a happiness demerit. Yes, this is a demerit that I give myself because it's like one of those things where, hey, I'm a grown up and I've learned a lesson the hard way through experience. And, you know, I've had bad experiences that have taught me important, valuable lessons. And yet I did not pass this very valuable lesson on to my daughter. Um, and that's the demerit. Mm. So my daughter, Eliza, is 17 years old. And like many, many, many of us teens and adults alike, she uses her phone constantly. And like several weeks ago, maybe even, you know, a month ago, she dropped her phone and the screen cracked, like crazed, you know, mm -hmm. not just like a little crack, but really cracked a lot. But mm -hmm. you could still see everything fine. And the phone still worked fine. But if you're a grown up and you've been around, what do you know? You know, if things are kind of partially broken, they will eventually break all the way and they will break all the way at the moment of maximum inconvenience for you. And so when something is broken partially, be very grateful that it still works and then hustle over to like whether it's the car garage or, you know, like the, the lap, get the laptop repair, whatever it is, just know that if you don't deal with it now when it's easy and convenient because this thing is still operating properly, that it will choose to break down when you are like about to leave your house to go on a transatlantic trip for three weeks or something. Mm -hmm. So I knew that I knew that. So did I push Eliza to get her phone fixed? No. I said like, oh, you know, you should probably just go get that fixed. And then I just let it go. And many times I noticed that her her screen was was um, broken. And I did not take the opportunity to push her and to like prod her to go get it fixed. And can I just say, by the way, she has an Apple phone. And we have an Apple store, a brand new Apple store that opened five blocks from our apartment. Mm -hmm. So that is how close we look. And 20 blocks away is an Apple store that is open 24 hours. So like I've gone to the Apple store at like five in the morning so that there's nobody there and it takes like five seconds to do whatever mm -hmm. it is. So it could, could not have been easier for her to have done this. And so of course her phone breaks like the day before her exam start and she's uh. frantic to get her phone fixed. And I totally understand that. I was not saying to her like this isn't important. I understood why it was really weighing on her mind. 
And and I was just like, I really blame myself because she's young enough that she doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Deal with these things right away because they will they will it just is going to get it's going to go so downhill so fast. Um, but so I, maybe she now has learned that important lesson. That, so maybe that's the that's the silver lining, which is that uh, maybe these are lessons that you only learn from making the wrong choice. And I allowed her to make that wrong choice. Yeah, so maybe <laughs> it's not a demerit. Maybe it just feels like a demerit because you felt bad that, yeah, that maybe she it's, was stressed about maybe it. Maybe it's me allowing her to learn from, yes, from learn it the hard way. Okay. Someone might call that good parenting. Yeah, because somebody could. Yes, that, that's that's a good way to frame it. Yes, maybe I've changed my mind. Um, how about you? What's your gold star? Gretch, my gold star goes to summer traffic. And I think this Ooh. might be a very L.A.-based gold star. Maybe people in other big cities where you have to drive a lot can relate to this. Um, or maybe it's uniquely L.A. But, you know, commuting is in L.A. is is hellish right yeah right there's so much traffic i mean it's it's just i live in fact i have to travel every day to and from work through like i think the number seven worst traffic spot in the united states oh my god um so it's just horrible but in the summer it all changes in the summer traffic is significantly lighter than it is the rest of the year why well, I think kids are out of school. So in the morning, especially, that takes out a ton of, of that morning traffic. Um, and then also people are going on vacation. So you have this sort of rotating, you know, every two weeks, like thousands of people are off taking their vacation. Wow. And, you know, kids are away. And so you don't have some teenagers are off the road. And I mean, it's just... It makes a significant difference. Like starting Memorial Day, it feels like vacation just because you're getting to work so much faster, you know, or wherever you need to go. Um, And it's just puts me in such a better mood because even getting home also is faster both ways. It makes a big difference. Wow. That makes me so happy that I'm not driving all the time. Um, But that's great. Yeah, I guess you don't really have this in New York. It's always just. Because you're taking public transportation. Well, I don't experience it, but it might be that people who are driving really experience it. I, I just literally do not know. Um, uh, so, oh, well, that's a great gold star. Oh, gold star to L.A. for or summertime L.A. Gold star to summer traffic. Summer traffic. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Find room of your own. Let us know what your space is. Is it a desk, a drawer, uh, a shelf? Did you get a whole room of your own? Um, And does it make you happier? Thank you to our producer, Kristen Meinzer. Also thanks to Andy Bowers and Laura Mayer of Panoply. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. If you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us in iTunes. And if you'd like to get my monthly newsletter, text me at 66866 and in the message box type happier. You'll get a text back asking for your email. If you answer with that, you'll get a confirmation. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. 
What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework.